C3, Connecting Coaches Cognition, Coaching with Courtney and Christensen. As a busy coach, you spend all day refueling, revamping, and reflecting with educators. Now is the time to stop and recharge your batteries with some much-needed coaching for the coach. Welcome back to another episode of C3, Connecting Coaches Cognition. I'm Courtney Groskin, and I'm here with... Violet Christensen. The months are flying by, and as every coach knows, it's been busy. Violet, what's new in your world? I am just loving coming back from break, feeling a little rested and recharged, and just having that quality family time in over the holidays, and it's just been fun to get into sites and see that teachers have some energy again. They They got to refuel and be able to charge their batteries, and they're ready to dive back in and excited and coming with different ideas to me and and, and seeking coaching. So that's been really fun this week. What has been going on in your world since we've been back? I've been diving into some student-centered coaching and the opportunity to do some short-term targeted coaching in some different buildings across St. Vrain. So I've really gotten a chance to see different school cultures and different perspectives and takes on curriculum and projects, and it's been really invigorating for me. Oh, it's fascinating to get into different buildings, isn't it? I just love like observing and taking a moment to do a lap around, right? Yeah. Violet, since today's episode is around coaching and administrators, let's dive into reflecting a bit around how you built in with your administrators. How are you feeling about your experience building relationships with them? Well, looking back at the last year and a half, I'm really proud of the relationships I've built with my admin. I am beyond lucky to have three really dynamic and dedicated principals to work with every single week. And they're so different in their skill sets and in their expertise. So I feel like I'm learning across the board from them in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. And the road to building in together with them have all been really different because they're such unique individuals. Um, You know how it is. Every school culture, as you were talking about earlier, is different. And so so is every administrator, and they really set the tone for their school. So I'm blessed to get to learn from and with all of them. What did you do to build in with them and help promote a culture of coaching at your sites? Well, as I said, each site is very different, and therefore it kind of has its own story um, of how I built in. I had to really think about that culture, that vision, and be able to build in intentionally. So for the purposes of today's conversation, I'm going to just try to, in my mind, focus on reflecting on a single site. Okay. Um, At the site I'm thinking of and have in the forefront of my mind, I had to be really strategic. This principle moves really quickly. And I learned I need to keep up if I'm going to get anything done there. So I made sure to be visible, as I mentioned in episode one, and really make sure that they're seeing me around the site and engaging. And I also was very intentional with sitting down with him prior to even starting this position. When I was first hired, I had the opportunity to sit down and learn about his vision. I also continue to check in on that vision regularly um, and make sure that I am understanding his major goals, and we calibrate that to ensure that I'm hitting the target that he's wanting me to shoot for with his teachers. Um, Another thing that I do is I make sure to keep a good pulse of the school and be able to help support him with needs I can sense that are arising or things that I'm seeing coming down the pipe. Um, He really appreciates this extra perspective and, um, and the support at his site. So we're able to partner together to support his teachers through coaching and professional development opportunities. Violet, you're really listening to your principal and honoring his vision. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying my best. This particular principal moves at warp speed, literally. So I just try to keep up. (laughs) 
What do you want to stay mindful of as you continue your work with your principal? Good question. I I really want to be mindful of always keeping his vision and priorities at the forefront of my mind when I'm at that building and working with any of his teachers. I also want to um, be mindful of how far we've come together. This principal is such a big ideas person, and it took me a really long time to be able to find a way to coach him. Um even though I'm a very fast-paced person, if you guys have not picked up on that yet, um, he exceeds me in his thinking and processing. So for me to find a way to anchor those big ideas he has in tangible ways to help him roll it out to staff um, has been huge. And we've found kind of our own planning coaching modality that works for us. And his staff seems to really appreciate when we lead um, professional development together because we have this ability to build off of one another and go from those big concepts to the logistical, like, how do I do this portion of learning? Um, he also tends to coach his teachers every month or so. And you can tell when he's done that because he tends to point them in my direction around specific goals or specific um, skill sets that they could be working on. So um, because he's coaching and I'm coaching, we're able to both coach a specific teacher to make even more progress because they're getting it from both ends. Violet, you're showing great flexibility and consciousness by finding a way to coach him. Well, thank you. <laughs> it was tricky at first, but he's one of the people I love planning with the most because we can push each other to, to deeper thinking and to really quality products. So moving forward, what's your plan to sustain this model? Well, I'm, I definitely am just going to continue investing in that site. And I want to ensure that I maintain my focus by continuing to um, increase my intentionality and make sure um, that I'm increasing that over time. Last year as a coach, I was just really trying to get my head in the door and, and try to get people to coach with me and win people over. And now I'm being more intentional with who I'm coaching and what I'm coaching them around. I also really want to stay really mindful of the vision and priorities so that I can help mediate thinking in an even more productive way to meet those goals. And one strategy I'm trying out right now is once I get my work bag out of my car and I'm taking that two-minute hike up to the front of the building, I try to stop and in my mind roll through what are the big goals here at this site and um, what am I trying to accomplish today? What is that vision that I'm going to have as my lens to look through today? Um, and so it helps me since some days I'll be at three or four sites. So essentially I'm trying to put on my coaching hat for that specific building as I'm walking up to the door and launching into what I'm going to do in that day. Violet, you want to make sure you're intentional and keep each principal's unique vision in mind. Absolutely. How has this conversation helped you today? It just helps me to reflect and appreciate how much more we can accomplish in year two as an instructional coach as opposed to year one at that site. I wonder if every year will be that way and that each year you'll be able to accomplish even more. Today, we are fortunate to have with us someone who we look up to and someone who inspires us on a daily basis. We'd like to welcome Diane Lauer, Assistant Superintendent of Priority Programs and Academic Support in St. Vrain to C3. Diane, thank you so much for joining us today. We're super excited to have you on the podcast and share your brilliance with all of our listeners. So can you tell us a little bit about your background and also the road that led you into education? Absolutely. Um, you know, I, this is so exciting for me because I started teaching in 1991. So I'm just shy of 30 years in education and it, it, it has been an incredible journey. And, um, you know, I would say like 
what brings me kind of to the position that I am now is just really always thinking about, um, you know, the opportunity to, to build the capacity in others. I didn't really plan to, to be a teacher, but I know that I wanted to, I wanted to help. And, um, I was so excited to support students and support the learning. And what I always got excited about was seeing that light bulb go on above their heads. And I kind of was just really fortunate enough to fall into professional development. I started doing a lot of technology in my own class. And for anybody out there, who remembers Hyper Studio. I used to teach a class called Having Fun with Hyper Studio. And so it was just a, a, a great way. And I started seeing the light bulb go on top of the heads of teachers. And that's what just, you know, inspired me. And so I just love to learn and I love to see that spark in others. That's awesome. You can hear the passion in your voice. Um, can you tell us what drew you into instructional coaching? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I was um, really fortunate. Uh, there was a grant that created a uh, a position uh, for uh, coaches to actually help teachers learn how to be standards-based educators. And I thought, wow, that would be really cool to do that job. I was teaching seventh grade at the time and took a shot, um, put my application in, and I got the job. And it was fantastic. It was a two-year grant. And I learned so much about facilitating large groups and facilitating uh, individuals one-on-one. -on -one. And it's just, it was just an awesome way to really connect with teachers individually about, uh, you know, across uh, all different content areas. And it was such a gift to me because the 10 years prior for me teaching, I had pretty much stayed in my own classroom. And uh, it was truly a gift to be able to go into other teachers' classrooms. I always feel like I got to learn more than they did by by being able to coach and see them teach and to work with them and, and learn with them while we were learning together. So you were able to really open up all new doors of education through that instructional coaching and be able to get into rooms and get new ideas to be able to spread those throughout with other educators. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it, it, different sites are are so different and it really just opened up my eyes too. I had to really you know, I knew one way, right? Like I knew kind of the way I did things and I knew the way things were at the school I worked with. And that was one of the first things I had to really think about was, well, that's not, you know, my job isn't to just say, well, here's how to do it, you know, ABC and go forward in that, that pathway, you know, giving that, that, as I would come to learn, like consulting with others is very different from coaching and, and that, I had to learn different strategies to be able to, you know, help people create their own path. So as you refined your coaching skills, you really started to lean more towards them being able, being able to mediate their thought and really being able to let them find their own road instead of being able to consult them and tell them the pathway. Exactly. Exactly. That's hugely, that's hugely impactful for them. And we know that you have dedicated so much time in your thesis and researching the impact of instructional coaching. What trends have you noted from your research that you can share with our listeners and with us today? Yeah, well, you know, it was fascinating. So um, I, after I was a coach, I, I became a school administrator and I 
did that for about six years. And uh, my first role after being a middle school principal was director of instructional coaches. And and that really kind of led me towards a journey, um, being both a, an instructional coach myself and then a principal and then a central office person to think about, wow, how do I implement instructional coaching across a system? Um, we hired uh, 45 coaches um, in the elementary and secondary level. And I just was so curious because there were coaches who who were extremely effective and highly, highly skilled. And sometimes I would see them be really efficacious or really confident or really being able to move through the system at their site. And sometimes I would look at somebody else who was equally as skilled and equally as competent and they would, they would seem to struggle. Like they, they weren't moving the system as much as they, uh, you know, had hoped and desired. And I just had this hunch that, that it might have, uh, you know, a, a component of this might actually be the principal. And, you know, being in that principal position myself, I just became really interested in what effect the principal has on the effectiveness of a coach. And so while I was um, going through my doctorate degree, that actually became my research question. And my research question was, what do coaches need from principals to impact teacher effectiveness? And um it was fascinating to be able to interview instructional coaches from across the state of Colorado to kind of listen to their um, experiences and find cross-cutting themes um, to to come up with a theory uh, around what what actions and behaviors principals have that can really elevate the practice of instructional coaches. We know that relationship with principals is paramount for coaches. What advice would you give to coaches when building a relationship with principals and vice versa? What advice would you give to an administrator to build a culture of coaching? That is great. And, and you know, you can probably just hear me thinking right there. I was like, hmm, that is, I just had a cognitive shift. When I think about this all the time, um, you know, the essence of, of the advice that I, I would give coaches, um, I, I always, you know, building that relationship with the principal is 100% critical. And once you enter in type of a, a coaching space, typically coaches still have a teaching certification. You're kind of, you're kind of in this like quasi gray area between being a teacher and being an administrator. And you're not an administrator and you're not technically a, a teacher in the classroom anymore. And so, uh, building that relationship is critical and really developing trust because if the principal's going to open up to you and let, and be vulnerable and let you know kind of what's really going on and inside of their thinking, um, they have to know that, that you're, they can trust your, uh, confidentiality and that they can be vulnerable with you, um, to share, to share what some of their greatest concerns are and that you're going to hold those to your heart and, uh, be on their side. I think that that's absolutely critical for that relationship with 
the principal. That's really step one. What advice would you give to um, principals to build a culture of coaching within their building? Mm. Um, so, so for principals to, to really invite that, that culture of coaching as is with anything, um, you, you need to model and you, you need to model that you're willing to be coached yourself and to share that with your staff. And so that kind of creates a culture, especially if you're a coach and coaching has never been part of that culture. This is like this new being in your ecosystem. So you have to kind of explain like, hey, here's this person's responsibilities and purpose and and being open to modeling. I've I've seen principles um and I've been, you know, kind of said like, this might be a strategy, um, you know, uh, actually bringing out the director's chairs, putting them in the library and letting your staff watch you get coached. I think that's a really great strategy um, so that they realize like this is this is it all, you know, it is. It's just questions that help you um, open up your thinking around the ideas. And so the first thing I would say is modeling, um, modeling your willingness to be coached. After that, and that's kind of the cultural, I really think that there's three things that principals can do um, to to support their coach. The first thing is you have to really be clear on your vision for the school. And so whether that vision is, you know, we're working towards um, third grade literacy or we're working towards, um, you know, uh, inquiry-based learning or whatever it is that's your focus – you have to be really clear about that with your your whole staff. Now, that's for anything, you know, that that's really important. And so here's what comes next. The next piece is how does that instructional coach fit into your vision? So if you're focusing on inquiry-based learning, you're focusing on elevating literacy instruction, what is the responsibility of that coach to support your vision? You have to be really clear on the strategies and the systems that the teachers are going to employ. Well, maybe everyone's going to write inquiry-based units together. Well, and the coach is going to help facilitate those grade-level conversations or those department conversations and support you in the writing of those units. That way you're, you're kind of synthesizing the vision that you have and how you're going to have that coach support the vision. That's number two, clearly identifying the role of the coach within that vision and providing them a pathway for their strategy. And the third thing is absolutely critical. The third component that principals really need to do is to follow through. And I really feel like sometimes this is this is the most challenging one because we get so busy. And I think, you know, we, we kind of launch these ideas. We launch a new vision or initiative. We get everything started. And then really you have to follow through and make certain that it's happening. One of the things that I've noticed is that, you know, I always coach coaches to kind of lean into the power and influence that a principal has. A principal is everyone's supervisor. They're the one who can kind of give the nudge and say, 
hey, have you been attending those meetings that the coach has been having? Or have you been, you know, how has that coaching been going with Courtney? And then there's that pause and like, oh, I really haven't seen Courtney for the last few weeks. <laughs> and then, you know, in your mind, you're like, yeah, I know, because Courtney told me. But, <laughs> you know, I just kind of wanted to hear you say that. And so, um, you know, that follow through is really critical. The The coach you know, they have to use their influence and relationships um, in different ways. And having that, that principal, that supervisor being the one that really kind of checks in to say, yeah, if we said everyone's going to do inquiry-based lessons and you're supposed to meet with a coach, you know, once a week or once a month to help them create them and, you know, work with you in your classrooms to implement them, then as a principal, you need to make sure that that's happening. I hope we have a lot of administrators listening in today <laughs> because those were wonderful suggestions. And I am hoping I'm able to model with a principal this year in front of a staff. That would be huge. That would be huge. I love that suggestion. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, let's get that up and running because that would be <laughs> extremely important, I think, and help clear up a lot of the messaging around our position as coaches. Well, yeah, because a lot of times, like, if the culture for coaching is not part of that system – you know, just think of your schema. There's no schema for what it is. And sometimes we fear the unknown Absolutely. until you make it the known. And so that's, it, it's just a really great way to, to create a, an understanding of, well, what is this position really about? It's that modeling. It's just like a fishbowl in the classroom, but thinking of it in a new way. I love that. What has been your most powerful or impactful coaching experience? Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, you know, I was so fortunate um, years ago when I was a principal. Um, we wrote a grant to bring in um, some phenomenal training for our, our teachers uh, to bring literacy uh, really across all content areas. And so... Um, it was, it was like a hypercharged coaching situation because we were able to take our teachers to classrooms to observe. And so that was kind of like, you know, the, 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 the spark that really kind of, wow, created a vision to say, well, I might be able to do that. So we brought them into amazing classrooms across the metro area to kind of see what was going on. And we had a coach that followed up with that. So after these classroom visits, she would work individually with the teachers and say, okay, what did you see in these classrooms that you want to try in yours? And then that's exactly what she did. She worked with them individually to either co-teach or model or observe and provide feedback. And then this kind of went on for an entire year. Like we would, we would identify, um, uh, teams of teachers, usually like, uh, uh, maybe f between six and 12 teachers that would be part of this cohort visiting master teacher classrooms and then trying, um, the strategies back in their classroom. And, and it was absolutely amazing. I think that, that, that blend of, of observation and because it was tangible and it was really concrete. Um, and then going back with that, ongoing following support, it really shifted our entire building and um, started a whole wave of powerful instruction and created a sense of willingness to be vulnerable 
after after a year or two of doing that, that first group of teachers that we were sending down to Metro Denver to observe other teachers, they were willing to have teachers come and observe them teach. And I think what was extremely powerful was these weren't like putting teachers on a pedestal to say, I'm the best teacher in you know, the building, come watch me teach. It was really um, creating a culture of inquiry so that I have a wondering, I'm trying to use this strategy. I think that if I use this strategy, then it's going to deepen understanding for my students. Could you come into my classroom and watch and observe me and give me feedback? And so that's when it kind of started where other teachers in our school would watch and observe teachers teach. And we'd do the whole thing with the coach and having these facilitated um, pre-brief and debriefing situations to create an entire school culture where we were all really taking turns observing and providing feedback to each other. That's my favorite example. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine being part of that initial cohort and the amount of growth and knowledge and learning throughout that year. I wish we could kind of go back in time. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I want to join the cohort. (laughs) It was amazing. That's wonderful. Well, we are going to transition since we've held you captive for a while here, Diane, into our rapid fire questions. So we're doing in 30 seconds or less, (laughs) what is your tagline or your bumper sticker for coaching? My tagline for coaching is probably got coaching, you know, kind of like got milk. I feel like it's one of those essential for food groups, right? Like you have to have coaching. Everybody needs it. Oh, that's wonderful. And tell me what's your secret coaching superpower or your go-to move? Oh, my go-to move is the emotion content paraphrase. You know, I feel like if I don't do an emotion content paraphrase and I start answering somebody's question, I find myself like just wallowing into the the whirlwind. But sometimes, you know, it, it's just really kind of saying like, you're frustrated because everything's out of control and what you want is to make it all better. And then you just pause. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Having that cognitive shift by recognizing how they're actually feeling in that moment, right? Yes, yes. Acknowledging people is huge. Oh, man. Diane, you are amazing, and we are so lucky to have you here and be able to share all of your insights with our listeners. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, we need to have you come back again. I will. My pleasure. You guys are my inspiration. Thank you for all you do. Thank you. I always learn something new when I have a chance to listen to Diane. What a gift. I hope principals and coaches were able to take away some of the advice Diane gave today. Coaches, we challenge you to make time to model coaching or get in and coach your principal. Let us know what you're coaching about and follow us on Twitter at C3Coaches. Thanks for listening. C3, connecting, coaches, cognition. Whose thinking will you mediate today?